Welcome into the DMVR Buffs Podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I am your host. And today we are going to be diving into UCLA ahead of tomorrow's game. We're going to start off with a little realignment talk. But before that, we are presented by the American Raptors. The American Raptors are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com, pick up your free ticket, or stream their games on that website. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. Shout out to those guys. Uh, hope everyone is doing well today. It is Friday. Thank goodness. We do have football right around the corner. We had a very odd and weird Thursday night football game last night between the Browns and the Steelers with a painful, painful last second touchdown that affected my single game parlay that I thought was in the bag. Drats will go out and get them again this weekend. As I mentioned, we are going to start off talking about some more Pac-12 expansion, or I guess not expansion, some Pac-12 uh, realignment talks. This one coming earlier in the week from Greg Flugar. Uh, Greg Flugar is from Minnesota. He's the one that first reported the USC to U- and UCLA to Big Ten rumors back in the spring. Uh, this is notes from a discussion he had on his YouTube channel. Uh, the main point being Oregon is being extremely aggressive in realignment talks. He says he has a new source in Oregon, a money person. Um, no idea who that could be, but what he was able to obtain from that person was that Oregon is offering to expand sponsored sports. Uh, they have apparently offered to build a new hockey re- arena and move the program to D- Division One. Oregon and Washington are a combo pair is what the expectation is supposed to be here. And Oregon is not concerned about reduced payout for now. They just want an invite and they will not sign any Pac-12 agreement with teeth as they keep their eye on future moves, uh, if not this year, in the near future. Uh, The consensus within the Big Ten is further expansion is not clear, uh, but Iowa again is being noted. So perhaps that means Iowa State coming in. Uh, That would be an interesting rivalry that they could also add to the Big Ten. Um, And then finally, he ends off his, I guess, video here, uh, just saying that news will come one way or the other within one to three weeks. Uh, We'll see on that one. Just being in the middle of the season and just with how weird this realignment stuff is, I don't know if you can trust anyone when they say uh, this is the time frame for any expansion talks. On the flip side of that, one of the more interesting things Uh, to come out. I think this was also in the middle of the week. This was on Tuesday. It was George Kolovkov, uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12, was on uh, Kanzano and Wilner's podcast talking about Pac-12 realignment, Big Ten expansion, and how the Big 12 is kind of pursuing many of the teams that are still in the Pac-12. These are direct quotes from Kolovkov. He says, listen, I think if schools would have left for the Big Ten, they would have already left. He's focused on things that are in his control. Um, He also doubled down on his guarantee from July that no Pac-12 schools would depart for the Big 12, which, as we've talked about, the rumor is that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah would be the group to make the move from the Pac-12 into the Big 12 if uh, Oregon and Washington make the move to the Big Ten. Uh, again, it's all a house of cards. It seems like everyone's all waiting on each other. Um, once one, then once the next big domino goes down, I think once the next time the Big Ten expands, is when you're going to start to see some of these 
dominoes start to fall and just some cards start to fall around the country in terms of expansion in every conference. He also talked a little bit about the media rights. Um, this is an article by Adam Rittenberg. It's on ESPN if you want to read more. There's plenty of good information in here about the Pac-12 media rights expansion. All that other good stuff. Right now, though, I want to talk to you about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, one, they are throwing a hootenanny, as we've been talking about, on October 8th and 9th. But also, today, if you are managing to listen to this and it is before 3 p.m. and you got nothing to do, uh, join us at the Breck Brew Farmhouse. This is where we're doing our Friday Afternoon Club this week. We're going to be hanging out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a special surprise for you all, too, if you manage to make it out there. If you cannot make it out there today, as I mentioned, Breck has the Hootenanny coming up October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. Uh, there'll be live music, food, beer, and games. National acts like Spin Doctors and local favorites Railroad Earth will be performing. Stay tuned to everything DMVR for everything Hootenanny giveaway leading up to October 8th. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details and tickets on artists lineup. Also, a huge shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, since moving to Colorado, having DraftKings and being able to legally bet on my phone has been one of my favorite things about living in this great state. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. Did, I just, I'm sorry, I got to get this off my chest. Just last night, the Thursday night game, my God, that, that final play where Pittsburgh's playing pitchy, pitchy, woo woo. And Cleveland manages to score at the end. Uh, it was very tragic for me personally in my DraftKings account. I had the under on the Browns team total at 27.5. Of course, that touchdown at the very end notches them up to 29. But good thing I have a couple free bets from signing up with the code DMVR uh, earlier in the year. Right now, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game, once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's get into UCLA. Uh, this is a team that Colorado was beating at halftime last year, 20 to 10. Of course, the Bruins would come back to win. Final score, 44-20. to 20. We'll see if the offense is able to actually mount some momentum uh, compared to last year. In last year's matchup, it was, uh, I mean, it was a tale of two halves, obviously. Uh, a couple Alex Fontenot one-yard runs pushed that lead up to as high as 20-7 to seven at one point um, before UCLA came back in the second half with a Three Zach Charbonnet touchdowns and a Kyle Phillips 82-yard punt return touchdown. Looking at this team, I think we start with Chip Kelly, though. Chip Kelly has been a head coach at UCLA for five years now. Now he's been coaching UCLA longer than he's coached Oregon. Isn't that insane to say? Regardless, uh, not near as good as he has been in Oregon, though. Hasn't even had close to the postseason success. He is 21-25 and 25 in his five seasons so far. Of course, this year starting off 3-0, and though it must be said they have a very weak schedule to this point. They have played Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, and now they're going to be playing the CU Buffs this weekend. Uh, 
in terms of statistics, that is the 90th out of 131 in terms of strength of schedule. So in some ways, we do not exactly know what to expect from this team, but this is a team that Colorado is very familiar with. Offensively, this is one of the most powerful offenses in the country. They're averaging 506 yards per game. That is in about the top 15 of offenses in college football when it comes to passing the ball, averaging 295 yards per game. Again, close to the top 25 in that department also. And in terms of rushing the ball too, they are averaging 211 yards per game. Uh, that's in the top half easily, about top 40. In terms of points per game, the Bruins, um, they're one of the better teams again. I mean, they're averaging 40.7 points. You got to factor in that strength of schedule, though, as I already said. A lot of these stats at this point have to be taken in for that context. Defensively, this is a team that is decent on defense, probably not as good as they are on offense. About middle of the pack in a few categories, including total yardage. Uh, they are actually one of the better teams in the country in terms of limiting yards on the ground. They average only 95.3 yards per game uh, rushing. And then in terms of total points, this team is averaging 18.3 points against. So we will see if the Buffs can break any of those trends. Moving on to impact players. Of course, we start off here with Dorian Thompson Robinson. He started 11 games last year for the Bruins through for... 176 completions on 283 attempts at 62% completion, 21 touchdowns to six interceptions. Last year, he also opened it up on the ground game. He had 609 rushing yards on 130 attempts, including sacks with nine rushing touchdowns. This is a very dynamic football player uh, that can hurt you both through the air and the ground. Although it seems he's tuned up his efficiency through the air so far this year, up to a 72% completion percentage, six touchdowns, one interception off 662 yards. Again, take in that strength of schedule into account. In terms of rushing the ball, though, he's still managing to throw up some numbers. Already has 114 rushing yards on the ground, two touchdowns this year so far. He's looked improved, though, too. Just watching uh, a couple of the games so far this year, uh, I watched the first game of the season against Bowling Green and then last week against South Alabama. Of course, that was a thrilling game that come down, came down to the last second with a field goal for the Bruins. Perhaps their best offensive player, though, after all that being said about DTR, might be Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet was a Michigan transfer who ran pretty well as a freshman in 2020. Uh, he played in five games. He was kind of just thrown into the shuffle at running back. Blake Corum came in. Hassan Haskins was playing well. And also, that was just a weird year for Michigan, too. Uh, so after that, Charbonnet ends up transferring out. He goes to UCLA. Last year, his first season playing for the Bruins. 203 attempts, a career high in that department. And finally breaks 1,000 yards, 1,137 yards, 13 touchdowns notching up 24 receptions and 197 yardage, 97 yards through the air. This is a player that will just run straight through your face. He's big, he's bruising, he's punishing as a runner. 
Uh, that's his style. That's just how he plays the game. The fact that he can also contribute through the air is just an added bonus to his repertoire. Personally, I think he's one of the better backs in the country. I think we're going to see Zach Charbonnet go in probably the top three rounds uh, in next April's draft. We'll see how the rest of the year shakes out. But I'm expecting him to put up numbers similar to last season. Uh, so far, though, he hasn't quite been able to break out. Last week against South Alabama, it seemed that he he suffered an injury. Details on that injury have not been made public. Uh, but uh, Jack Carlo from Buffs Wire says that this could be a game-time decision. Uh, we'll see exactly how healthy or available Charbonnet is. This could be a big blow to the Bruins' offense, so if Charbonnet is unable to play, they do have Keegan Jones. This is a fourth-year junior, been at UCLA since 2019, has been just kind of shuffled back on the depth chart. Of course, we just talked about Charbonnet. Last year, they had Britton Brown, and then in previous years, they had Demetric Felton. Uh, Keegan Jones seems to be... Be the new Britton Brown, if that makes sense. Uh, he's going to be the guy spelling Zach Charbonnet and perhaps taking over for Charbonnet if he is unable to play against the Buffs this weekend. Um, they also have another running back slash wide receiver that plays in sort of the role that Demetric Felton had. That is Kazmir Allen. This is a player who hasn't actually rushed the ball so far this year, but he does have 16 receptions, 122 yards on the ground. He is listed as a running back slash wide receiver. Last year, he only had eight carries, though. Um, UCLA may need to update that. He's wearing number 19. He is 5'9", 175, so look for a small number 19 on the field. That is the guy you need to worry about as kind of their Swiss Army knife. Uh, so a very dynamic backfield. They do have a weapon at wide receiver that is Jake Bobo. He is 6'5", 215 pounds. He's a transfer from Duke. Uh, I'd assume a graduate transfer as he was a senior last year for the Blue Devils, now playing for the Bruins. So far through the season, 11 receptions, 168 yards, and a touchdown. That's really it, though, in terms of passing game weapons. Uh, I talked a little bit about Kazmir Allen. He's got 122 yards on the season. The next leading receivers for this team after Bobo and Allen are Charbonnet and Keegan Jones. So it's a very top-heavy approach from the Bruins. Uh, before we get to the defensive side of the ball, I want to talk to you guys real quick about Green Mountain Dental. Uh, Green Mountain Dental has been there from the beginning. And they've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. They're located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. Green Mountain Dental has a few offers for the DMVR fam. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning, exam, and x-ray. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. On to the defensive side of the ball before we wrap up today's podcast. This is a team that returns some talent, uh, but there's a few transfers that will be of note, particularly starting with Grayson Murphy. This is a guy who played the last two years 
at North Texas. He is classified as a sophomore for the Bruins. I mean, I I wish I could tell you where he's going to play. He plays all over the place, though. He's linebacker slash defensive end slash defensive line. He is only 6'2", 235 pounds, so I'd imagine we see him standing up on the edge or in uh, behind the defensive line as a linebacker more so than on the defensive line. Uh, that would be interesting to see a 235-pound guy playing defensive line. But this is the Pac-12. So far this season, Murphy has two sacks, uh, nine total tackles. He hasn't been able to generate any other production, but they also have Layatu Latu. This is another young transfer. He is from Washington, spent 2019 and 2020 with the Huskies. So far this season for the Bruins, he has managed to also manufacture two sacks, six total tackles, and a forced fumble. On the defensive side of the ball, or uh, defensive backs, I should say, Devin Kirkwood is going to be the guy to look out for. He's leading the team currently in passes defense with three. He had an interception as a freshman last year. No interceptions this year so far. Uh, nine total tackles on the season. He's 6'3", 194 is what he's listed at. So this is going to be a long, lengthy guy. Could give the CU Buffs receivers plenty of problems on the outside. Other than that, though, that's about it. I mean, this team... We talked about it a bit on Wednesday. This is a very balanced attack, though. It's one thing Chip Kelly has done in his time at UCLA, uh, especially with DTR. The balance of this offense has really been the calling card and something that has made them dangerous and one of the most efficient offenses in the country. Uh, their ability to mix in tight ends and come out in big formations, run out of those, pass out of those, play and play action out of those. Uh, we saw Greg Dulcich make some big plays for the Bruins now on the Broncos, uh, because of that, because he was always on the field in those two tight end sets. Of course, he wasn't the best blocker, but he was able to make plays downfield in the passing game because of that play action game. Defensively, I mean, this is a unit that hasn't really been tested. I say that, but they have sort of been tested, especially last week against South Alabama. Game went white, right down to the wire. And as you all know, I mean, this is a team the Buffs had they were leading by 10 points at the end of the first half last year, too. So this is an entirely beatable team, but who knows what to expect, really. I mean, I said last week that Minnesota was a beatable team, but Colorado just has their own issues to figure out. And that's really going to be the difference maker in this game. Uh, we can talk about what they need to do offensively and defensively. Offensively, they've talked more about running the football and getting you know closer to the roots in that regard and just trying to generate some consistency and momentum offensively uh, defensively you got to be able to stop the run we've seen or we've mentioned how they have the most yardage against them in terms of run running yards per game on Wednesday's podcast and it's by a healthy margin over 99 yards uh, see you first place to second place that gap is massive and you're going against one of the better backs you're going to see this year in Charbonnet if he is not healthy though maybe you catch that break and perhaps this is when the defense just looks a lot better in terms of being able to stop the run. But for that to happen, you're going to need that complementary football. You're going to need the offense to carry their weight, mount some drives, stay on the field, eat up some clock. That is going to be the only way that the Colorado Buffs stay in this game. The spread is 21 and a half now. Uh, this is another huge spread for the Buffs. I mean, <laughs> just seeing this number as an analyst... I feel like I have to take the buffs just because of that number. 
Um, it's so massive, up to 21 and a half. But what I've seen on the field just doesn't give me any sort of confidence whatsoever. Um, if I had to pick, I think I would actually pick UCLA minus 21 and a half, as sad as that is for some to hear. All right, I actually got to get out of here. Uh, as soon as I hit stop here and upload this, we are going to be recording a draft pod. So make sure you check that out. Shout out to everyone listening. Shout out to the American Raptors. We will speak to you all later after the game on Saturday. Until then, Sco Buffs.